Good whatever time of day it is you are listening. This is the PNA Podcast Express coming to you from the Blue Water Sports Bar and Grill. 469. In the 469 Port Sanilac. Here we are on a Monday night, and it is busy as fuck in here. And Monday Night Football just started, so it's after 8 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, poor Zach and Amy are just running their asses off around here. What is going on? Why did all these people decide to come in here? I don't know. I don't know. Are we an attraction? Perhaps. I don't think it's us. Thanks, Zach. I don't think so either. He just, my beer, he's so busy, but my beer was empty, and he look what he did. He just grabbed it. I know. I know. And chances are, he's probably going to grab my pop glass, which, you know, he he could wait a few minutes. So here we are. This is the Wednesday edition. Wednesday's Day. Wednesday's Day edition. Uh, last episode Tuesday, we talked to Nellie and Keenan uh, across the pond from Germany. And uh, interesting insight there. I don't know. I, I, I assume the audio, you could hear it pretty well. We struggled to hear Keenan, but uh, he's a funny, 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 funny guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, so. All the noise in here kind of kept us. Hopefully, the noise canceling uh, makes that a little bit better for the people listening afterwards. But uh, right. yeah, he, he had some, well, they both had some interesting insights on our tax dollars at work. And uh, right. <laughs> no, they did. And I think it's proper too. Yes. Yes. Well, they're in Europe. It's proper. Because if, no. if you're in Europe, it's proper. Yeah, it's proper. Fucking proper. I mean, he's from Wales, for God's sake. He is from Wales. Uh, so he's a proper bloke. One of the things that, yeah, uh, obviously, like I said, he's dating Nelly, which. Whatever. It's all good. She's a good girl. Seems like a good dude. The last dude she was with here in the States before she moved to Germany to work was... I was not a fan. That's the best I'm going to put it. I'm not going to talk shit about him or anything, but... Yeah. I was not a fan. So, hopefully she's happy. But at that point, though... So, I just sent that picture because I saw our girl on the courthouse lawn dressed as the Statue of Liberty. Yes. And so... The, the, to be clear, the blow-up doll that they put on the courthouse lawn display in Sandusky. The sex doll, absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> so throughout the afternoon, obviously, um, they, are, they, are, they are celebrating because they have the day off tomorrow in Germany. So they started uh, sending me, apparently Keenan started sending me his take on this, and I've saved them in audio. And I'm gonna play a few of them for you now, if that's if that's okay. Oh, I, I'm all for all right, it. Let's go. Let's go. Here's the here's the first one. Oh, your Bluetooth. That's a fucking sex doll. Right? I have seen enough videos on porn to know that's a fucking sex doll. Right? I have got two tied up in my wardrobe. Uh, my mouth looks surprised because she's ready for some fucking length. I'm telling <laughs> you now. Telling you now. Because my my joke is always she always looks so surprised, right? Yeah. Well, I'm surprised she's lasted three years out there too. Right, like he said last episode, like I'm surprised nobody's you know stuck a <laughs> stuck a yard in that thing or anything. I think it was his line. Well, yeah. I mean, if you got a yard, <laughs> anyway. There's a few more, so let me play a couple more. If you, if you, if we must indulge, yes, we we can do that. All right, I got a couple of questions here. The main thing: Why is Abraham Lincoln got a balaclava on? Because he looks like he's gonna rob some cunt because he's fucking skinned. And why have they dug up Queen Liz and stuck her on the fucking lawn either? I swear to God, that's my queen, mate. And they dug her up. The same of my queen. She dug that bitch up and stuck her on the lawn. And it looks like she's about to be beheaded like she's one of Henry VII's fucking wives. 
and the queen, uh, not the queen, the statue literally looks like he's about to suck some dick. Like, what is going on with these sex dolls on the fucking courthouse lawn? It's fucking. So anyway, that was the next one. So I didn't even notice that they had dressed a, a, a scarecrow as the queen, Queen Elizabeth in the background, and he picked that out. And of course, there's if you look, there's Abraham Lincoln, and he looks like instead of a beard, they just tied a hanky in front of him, and he says oh, balaclava in front of him. So it, all right, we'll continue. Fuck. <laughs> hey, this fucking doll on the on the yard has got a love heart mouth. Like, tell me now. That's not for fucking shagging. I'd be fun. You know, I'd be funny. Like, look at it. That's, that tell us she hasn't got the fuck me eyes, but she got the fuck me mouth. Like. <laughs> it's fucking wrong, mate. Those are sex dolls just dressed up. I ain't having it. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's sponsored by fucking xxlust.com. I swear to God, like that's just them promoting their sex doll range. I swear to fuck. <laughs> he might not be wrong. But there's a couple more. That laugh is fucking class. The A-Round Lincoln, man, looks like he's fucking had his soul destroyed. Those eyes are dead behind, like, you know, like, yeah, there's a fucking clue what's going on with his life. All he knows is he's got a stick stuck up his ass and he can't leave the field. And why do they put gloves on him? Like, he's not like he's in a cold fucking hand. He's not even fucking real. <laughs> I definitely fucking, se- how do you say it? Senelac. Senelac. Yeah. That's the, you should come right, to Semi County see, sounds yeah. like a good shout, like, to be honest with you. I'd fucking give it a go. I told him he should come here and witness it in <laughs> Semi County, yeah. Well, he should. Right. I, I can't uh, wait to send that picture uh, to the group chat at work. <laughs> right. Be like, hey, you know, you got all your fancy shit with all your lights down there in downtown Rochester, but look what we got here. Right. <laughs> we celebrate the sex dolls. We just put them on our courthouse lawn. Hell yes. So, so that was my entertainment for the day. When I saw that, so here's the other thing, too. Full disclosure. I was driving home from work, and I, I decided to take a lap around town to see what was going on. And I happened to glance over, and I see our girl right front center courthouse lawn. I pulled into the turn lane and stopped and put my four ways on and rolled my, down to my windows and took that picture. I'm like, so, if they're gonna, if they're gonna if they're gonna like have a, a an issue with me doing this, then yeah. What's amazing? I mean, that must be a pretty high quality sex doll because it stays inflated, right? You know, as the weather gets colder, still good. Yeah, well, it must be a good one. So, yeah, it's got to have great seams. It must have, or they just whoever's this the patchstress, not a seamstress, but a patchstress. Yeah, where the county's doing a great job. Like, ah, oh, Christ, somebody poked a hole in the doll again. I like to think it's a joint effort between Jim Hacker and the boys out there at Sand Lake Oil and Tire keeping that thing inflated. Let's hope! Can you imagine? Can you imagine Darren Bates and fucking Jimmy Hacker just mulling over this thing like, oh, Joyce, how are we going to fuck this pig? And they're like, somebody already did. <laughs> I, I figure the, the counties hired them to go out there every day at like 6 in the morning and make sure that that thing just hasn't been make sure it just flogged. A, a steady 7 PSI. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> They're out there with a uh, <laughs> with an inflatable mattress pump, a foot pump, and a patch kit for a, a bike tire patch kit. I hope they're both listening to this episode. <laughs> You've never had a more important job. Nope, the saviors. <laughs> the saviors. <laughs> oh, she's more patched than original. <laughs> she's more patched than original. I think I dated that woman once. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Uh, 
Is that a whole new meaning for plastic surgery? I think so. I'm thinking so too. <sighs> I mean, those guys are artists at this point. I mean, we have to. Can we start a website? Like, why is there a blow up doll on the courthouse lawn or something? We should do a podcast about that. <laughs> We've already done a bunch. I'm shocked nobody's caught on yet. And the thing is, is I was accused once of having everything to do with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> somebody thought this is your doing, right? Like, surely someone will discover this and, and rectify the situation. Oh, I'm sure somebody's rectified that thing. <laughs> somebody's <laughs> erectionified it. It's, uh, I mean, that, that is a pretty ballsy move by whoever is like. They always put it front and let, center, too. Let's build, let's build a scarecrow. Oh, fuck it. Let's get a blow-up doll. Oh, great idea. So, so my biggest pro- well, they're probably like, well, we need a blow-up doll to maintain the integrity of the, of the <laughs> scarecrow. When you put a blow-up doll in your Google search engine, what's the first one that's going to come up, right? Well, exactly. Uh, Dear Lord. <laughs> it looks like Brandy Love, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know... Maybe that's I've seen, I've maybe seen, that's why it's high quality. I, I've seen her. I've seen her surprise look via video numerous times. So yeah, yeah. So I'm just thinking maybe that was the model. You know, kind of like how for for Michael Myers he's wearing a William Shatner mask that's not painted. You exactly. know, you can kind of tell. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! You know, nobody would have known that though had they not said it that it was a William Shatner mask. That's true. That's true, but now you can really tell. But yeah, this, yeah. this our girl, <laughs> I sent that text to quite a few people, and they were all uh, uh, entertained by it. Hey, our girl's dressed as the Statue of Liberty this year. Well, like, like I say, I can't wait to send that to people at work. Right? Because I'm shocked it's still out there. Now, do you think they had to buy, they buy a new one every year? I don't think so. Because, you know... They put these damn things out, like, and they attach them to the lampposts, like, right. on the side of the road. And then you're you're going along and, you, and you're driving. And when they first start putting these out, it looks like a person going to cross the street, and it scares the shit out of you. Right. No, that's that's me. That's my argument. I've said this before, especially if I've had a little too much to drink, and I'm driving through town. Like I've hit my brakes you, before. Well, I know you don't do that, but that's theoretical. Theoretically. Uh, well, sorry. Okay, let me let me rephrase this. I'm driving through town and I'm a little tired because it's been a long night. Yeah. And I see I see this body just coming a humanoid form coming at the roadway, but it's attached to the lamppost. But how am I to know that? Exactly. So I've slammed on the brakes before. You know, and I've seen other towns do it where they set like a hay bale there and they have the the scarecrow set up on the hay bale, not. Zip tied to a uh, to a fucking lamp post. Yeah, right. Like a bunch of degenerates or something. Yes. Like, hey, let's just zip tie you to a lamp post. Yeah. I mean, I think I I think we did that to a guy in high school once. Zip tied him to a lamp post. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, you'll have that on these bigger jobs. Hey, Walker, just got you your touchdown from your. Uh, nice. Yeah. Let's see what they're offering me. He's a long ass run too. Seventy three yard touchdown run. Oh, so that hits two of my criteria. Yeah. That oh. motherfucker just went 73 goddamn yards. I don't see a flag either. Oh, wait. Are they calling something? Hold on. Nope. He's he's He stayed up. 
Why is it on? Oh, they're so busy right now. I can't ask them. I can see it over here. So he rolled over the defender. The defender had to tackle, but he never touched the ground. Then he kept going. You got to see this run. 73 yards to the fucking pay dirt. If you can, can you see that TV over there? What the dog doing? Maybe if you turn. Hell, I'm, I'm ready to turn it on on the computer. Right? I won't have the bandwidth. Well, this is amazing. I don't think he touched, no, his elbows, knees, butt, nothing touched the ground. He rolled over the defender, and then he kept running. I think that's going to be a touchdown, baby. 73 yards. So he takes care of two of yours, so you have a four-play parlay. Yeah. So if they're going to be offering you some serious money, I would think, early, if this takes care of itself right now. Kind of a deal or no deal, right? Well, exactly. I need uh, I need him to get over 66.5. Oh, sorry, his hip touched. Oh, man. His hip touched. So they're going to call him down right yeah, there. Yeah, he's going to score a touchdown. Oh, 100. How, how many yards in was he? Uh, he he ran about five or six yards on the carry. Oh, that's all? Yeah, and then he bounced up and, and buggered off. And now I'm talking like the guy from Wales. So the call, ruling on the field's a touchdown. They still haven't overturned it. Hold on. Let's play. What? Whoa, we went to commercial. Well, I that'll wish there, I that'll wish, buy them a few minutes. I wish there weren't so many people in here. This is kind of irritating me right now. Is that bad? No. I am too. They're encroaching. Right. Encro- encroachment on the people. <laughs> Christ. I, I haven't done a lot of drops. When have... I have actually lost cons- I've lost configuration. We got to be what? 25 minutes into this episode 20, 23, 13. That's it. That's it. Oh my god. It's cuz yeah. everybody's here and I can't keep tabs. It's a slug. It's a slug. Yeah, it's a slug and a slog and a bog and a dog. I think right now I'm going to ask everyone listening to lower their expectations. This episode podcast. is not going to go yeah. well. Yeah. Or it'll be great. One of the two. Never know. Never know. I got to get with Ashley and figure out where we're at time-wise. I'd like to know how many hours of podcasts we put out there at this point. You know, I don't think I have the uh, the Google Doc that she has. My last uh, my last link she sent is, says it's no longer valid. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? It means that, doesn't it? It's no longer valid. Well, we're here in a busy bar, and it's hot as fuck, actually, in here, like it always is. See, I don't feel like it would have been hot as fuck if these people weren't all here. Am I wrong on that, or am I right on that? No, I I think you're correct on that. There's a solid, like, 30, 35 people in here. This is insane. I mean, good for business. Oh, yeah, for sure. Great for business. Bad for sanity, though. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. I had to look at my work stuff because stuff was kind of going a little uh, going a little wacky on it, but it's all, like, after-hours people sending shit. Caddy Wampass? Yeah. So does uh, uh, DJ Alimony still work there? Or he does. Ace, uh, well, not DJ. What is it? Uh, MC Alimony. MC Alimony. He still he works does. there. We, we need to get him on again. Yeah, we should have MC Alimony in on again. So they called back to touchdown. It wasn't a touchdown. God damn it. So MC Alimony, yeah. I should. Uh, I, I should. was excited because I got K Walk in uh, two of my leagues. I've got him drafted. Don't tell me he's on the sideline now, too. 
he's not number 33, is he? You know, I'm not sure. Gino Smith is a punk bitch. I'm going to have to look what... All right. Bear with me while I look at my fantasy football team. Such riveting fucking shit. Yeah, so not only did he not get the touchdown called, which it should have been, he lost two yards, so he's got a negative score right now. Kenny oh, Walker. God damn it. Yeah. Right? That's what you get. I mean, I've also got the over on this. Oh, yeah. I what's, also bet the over. What's the over under? Uh, 46.5. Oh, the over is going to be tough, maybe. Yeah. But you I, never know. Shit gets funky, man. But Monday night games either go, like, super conservative and they're wild or they just fucking go crazy. 46.5 is one of those where it's, like, it's hard to bet the under. Right? It's hard to bet the under because one team breaks out with 28 or, you know, 35 30 points. 30-some points, and next thing you know, you're you're banging the over. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. God damn it. That would have been really nice because I'm sure had both of those hit, had he scored and gotten 70-some yards, my, my buyout would have been pretty great. Oh, this early in the game? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, it's a deal or no deal kind of thing. They're like, oh, boy. Yep. It's like if you would have eliminated your first 10 picks, like the one through $20 fucking case, right? Exactly. They'd be like, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to call you with a major offer. <laughs> Actually, it'd probably be one through $50 case probably at that point. I put the doubler on the... Uh... Or penny through $50 case. There we go. It's 0-0 zero, zero with halfway through the first. It's not looking good on my over. Not looking good on the over. These teams are kind of both dog shit. Well, even, though, even though the Seahawks beat the Lions, I know. Well, I kind of expected... That's what I'd hoped. I was, I was counting on Kenneth Walker, and I shouldn't because he's a Michigan State grad. He's going to do it. He'll get you there. I promise you. I mean, he's only got to get 66.5 yards and a touchdown. He'll get you there. And D, uh, DK Metcalf's got to get 67.5 receiving yards, and then Seattle's got to win. He'll get you there. He'll get you there. Uh-oh. So we'll see. We'll see how this pans out. We'll, we'll keep everyone informed. We'll let you know. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Apparently the government averted a shutdown. How'd Nobody do, cares. How'd they do that? Would anybody notice? You know, they have their fingers so far up their asses. But now how about this shit? And I normally don't normally talk about politics, but the the politician, what's her name? You would know her name. The one from California. Oh, Feinstein? Feinstein, 90 years old, fucking passes away. What the fuck are you doing in government at 90 years old? You know, I'm, I'm still confident she can do her job. No, she's been doing the same job for the last 20 years. Well, yeah, I mean, but now that she's passed on. I'm no, she's sure. going to do the same exact job for the last. She's just collecting a paycheck and being a we're, bitch. We're going to bring in a, a Ouija board and yeah. just uh, and, and a medium and let Senator Feinstein finish out her term. Why do these people think they're so much more important than anyone else in the world or in our communities or anywhere in the United States? 
for the people, by the people, that you need to be 90 years old and still fucking being in office. Well, why isn't there a max? There's a minimum age. There needs to be term limits. Term limits, term limits, folks. Term yes. limits. But it's awful hard to get the people who are benefiting from being in office right. to limit propose themselves. the laws for term limits. Is there a way we the people could rise up and say we want to propose term limits if we got majority of people to vote? Like write in or something. To you do? should be able to put it on a national ballot. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> Honestly, presidents can serve two terms. Senators, representatives, four four terms, five terms four, max. Four terms. I think four, four is terms max. for them. Because what was Feinstein? Probably 20 terms. Oh, easy. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And... How is that going to help? There, there should no, there should never be such a thing as a career politician. And to me, it's elder abuse. Right. I mean, really, it comes down to because there is no way that in the last months of her life that she wanted to stay doing that job. And Absolutely. Basically, she was forced to because the handlers wanted her to, and it. I hate to say it, it's bipartisan. Yeah. There, there is no there is no way you can take a stance on that and say, well, the dang Republicans or the dang Democrats are doing this. You got Mitch McConnell up there, who if you put him and our president in a room together and ask them to have a conversation, it is not going to be coherent. They'd start talking about My Little Pony. Yeah. And then they'd forget that it was about ponies. That's right. They're like, well, that's when I stuck a finger up my own ass. Anyone go to Schneeburgers? Yeah, we get Schneebergered. Oh, I want to talk about that, too. Go for it. <sighs> Poor Rusty. Rusty stepped up, too, and is running the store. You realize Rusty's 53 years old. Yeah. They make it sound like he's like some punk kid that sacrificed his whole life, everything ahead of him, and he had this the house that Russ and Bud built. Two old fucking terrible Jews, and yet... You know, now he's got it it's smoked, and no wonder they fu- they should have died way before they did. I'm shocked they lived to be in their mid 80s. I, I and, bet you and, he's had to buy cases of osium. Right, and they're just so distraught that Russ and Bud passed away like five months apart from each other, and they should have passed away years ago. And well, for the amount of people they fucked over, they should have passed away 20 years ago. They, they are pickled. They, right. uh, that's what it was. They so did now, die. Now years Rusty ago. stepped up to and is running the store. He's fifty three years old. He's just living off the Schneeberger fucking fortune. He's banging whores. He's been riding his Harley, living in a fucking basement, playing video games, and now he's got to step up to and has to run this store. Yeah, I bet you that every chest freezer in that place, he's had some whore been over it, right? And just just went. So power. Rusty's lived his first 53 years of just being a fucking rock star. Just a Jewish rock star. Yeah. And you know what? And now he has to fucking get out of the basement and step up and run this goddamn store. Why would anyone ever want to do that? Like, Rusty, I commend you. Like, you were living... Thank you. You were living the goddamn dream, Rusty. Like, you had it all. And I, I am sure that he still lives at home. So, yeah, you know, but now he gets the master bedroom. Right, right. I don't know. Is is Mrs. Schneeberger still around? Rusty's mom? I I don't know that. I'll do some research. Yeah, we need to put our uh, our research department on that. Our yeah. fact fact finding people. But w- when I first heard that first commercial about hey Rusty stepped up to and was running the store, I'm like, God damn, Rusty's probably like twenty 
22 years old and he like had these big aspirations. No, fuck that. Rusty's 53. Yeah. Well, I mean, you'll have that when the, you know, patriarch of the store is like 90 when he dies. Right. <sighs> anyway, we're going to get Schneeburgered. And also, I, I feel like I had a dream the other night, once again, that the Schneeburger in Paradise thing has come to fruition. You know, I, I do may or may not. Are you working on that? something in the works. If you that. do that, you should actually just send it to Eddie and be like, don't worry, I took care of it for you. <laughs> Schneeburger in paradise. The, the hardest part is writing the rest of the lyrics. Right. <laughs> we got couches, tables, and chairs. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of gray hairs. <laughs> they all smell like smoke. <laughs> but that's okay if you take a toke. Maybe maybe Russ chews. Maybe. There's a spittoon in there. <laughs> yeah. People are offended because they come into the store after coming in for years and years with all the smoke, and there's a spittoon in the corner from Rusty, and they're like, I'm never coming back here again. That's gross. Well, they probably ask him, are you chewing tobacco in here? No, no, no. They smoked enough in here. I'm just looking in the old refrigerators. <laughs> Get all I need. Get all I need. nicotine right there. Oh, boy. Uh, He's probably boy. got like a cat tongue going boys? on. Uh, God hey, damn it, Rusty. This Can fridge is half almond, please? half white. What's right. going on? Oh, I'm not done with that one yet. <laughs> it's half almond. Thank you. We'll it's, get you a new one in the box. I ain't done with that one. Calico refrigerator. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, anyway, boy. Fuck you, Schneeburgers. <laughs> Why do we hate... A thumb institution so much. I don't know, because I have to listen to their commercials incessantly. Like, Bob, get off your ass and sell someone else a commercial. But he's, you know, well, I guess, but, Russ, what's on sale this week? And because he still charges them the same price, though, I've heard through the grapevine. Steenberger still gets paid the same price for an ad as they were 30 years ago. So yeah. no wonder they can fucking afford to buy so many spots. Like, well, let yeah. somebody else have that. Exactly. <coughs> Ooh, that one came out of nowhere. But well, anyway. There, there are places up there that, like, literally, there's a blank check. They'll buy any open ad space. And there's none because he's selling fucking $40 ads to Schneebergers. Yeah. When they should be a couple hundred dollar ads for anybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. Look at those pickles on the side. That's sexy. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have one of those. Right? right have one of them pickles right now. Right meow. <laughs> nice crunch. Classic. Classic. Um, that's what irritates me more about the whole Schneeber. We have to hear it over and over and over again. Like, I mean, they were lucky. They won the lotto when they hitched on with Bob. And apparently Bob likes to open the checkbook for them and no one else. Uh, well, Bob was probably like, you know, these kids opened a store in Cass City. I help them out, right? <sighs> That's my big irritation. It's just the fact that they get preferential treatment. I saw my first Victrola down at their store. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, that's like the record player with the big giant yeah, horn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a dog looking at it sideways with his head tilted. Yeah, for, for anybody under, like, 40. 
70. <laughs> so, how yeah. Do, how do we know what it is? So, well, we're old. So, yeah, I'm tired. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of hearing the commercials over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Sell to somebody new is all I'm saying. That's it. Like, why don't you expand your horizons and go, like, I'm shocked that I'm shocked in the same hour. Jesus Christ. They will not let Kenneth Walker get any yards. So they just, Kenneth Walker just had a nice run of about eight yards and they, of course, call a holding. And, of course, they would not call holdings when the fucking Seahawks played the Lions. No. Aiden Hutchinson got held worse than I've ever seen any fucking defensive lineman get held. Play after play after play. And they didn't call it. He got held like a scared, scared girl at the drive-in. That's right. God damn it. We should start a podcast about that. We should. I'm all over them. What the fuck? We need to talk about that. Since we, I don't know, we're, we still got about 15, 20 minutes left to go in this episode, right? Yeah. What the fuck was up with the fucking officials trying to fuck the Lions against Green Bay in that third quarter? And at the, the end of that third quarter, when the fucking game clock had clearly hit fucking zeros. Yep. That was fucking, fuck you, NFL. Like, we yeah. know what you're trying to do. Oh, yeah. It, it's blatantly obvious. Well, for one, they want they want love to be the third all you know, right? They they want it to be so they can say Hall like, of Fame quarterback for, for forty five straight years. The uh, the Packers have had a you know a Hall of Fame quarterback starter, or whatever you know. Yeah, and you can say what you want about Brett Favre. He had some tremendous defensive talent on his teams, or he would not have done shit because he threw way too many interceptions. He's a gambler. He's just a yeah. fucking. He was reckless. He was reckless. Exactly. I like you, but you're dangerous. <clears throat> and. It, Aaron Rodgers legitimately good, and he didn't it is have, heyday. He didn't not have, anymore, but no, no, no. Yeah, but I mean, they, they were they were a flash in the pan. They were one one Super Bowl and and not well, really. That's all Favre won too is one yeah. Super Bowl. So there's so many parallels. So I bet you you see love win a Super Bowl, and it's gonna be like, honestly, know? should I mean Stafford has won a Super Bowl. You're right. Should should he be in the Hall of Fame? Honestly. No, in my opinion, but will he get there? Probably. I don't think he will. Okay. That's fair. I mean, it wouldn't surprise. Okay, okay. Let me rephrase this. I'm going to say, eh, fitty, fitty. But yeah. If, if he ended up in, it wouldn't shock me. No, it wouldn't me either. It wouldn't shock me, but right. I think the switching teams and the fact that he's had, he's been on... So many teams with losing records. You know what I mean? Right. Let's face it. His time with the Lions, not stellar. No playoff wins. But it's tough when you're a number one overall pick, too. Yeah. And obviously, well, Stafford came in, to be fair. To be fair, the reason why we see the Lions turn things around now is because they were so hamstrung by before the rookie contract structure when they drafted Indomitian Sioux. And fucking Stafford and everybody in the like yep. close to them, they had to give them the massive contracts to get them to come here and play, and that's why the Lions the Lions were honestly set back by almost a decade by that whole structure oh, of yeah. being shitty, and uh, now we're starting to see the fruits of those labors because these rookie contracts are really where it's at. That's the cat's pajamas, and if a team was really good and uh, or mediocre but close to being good, but could draft a fucking talent, say in the first round in the you know late first round like mid mid to late first round 
they could make out like bandits because they didn't have to pay him shit with the salary cap. Well, honestly, your top, your top thirty guys, yeah. top, top forty guys coming out of the end or out of the college, yeah, are likely going to be pretty good. Right. You should you expect know. you should expect a first rounder to guaranteed be a starter and also at some point an all pro if you're in the first round. Yeah, I mean, there's always the bust, but you got to wonder, are they bust because they ended up on a shitty-ass team? Right, or poor poor everything. There's also even health in that, like conditioning, strength coaches. Oh, yeah. Uh, medical staff. There's so, so much to say about that, too. So when you look at, like, you know, somebody that comes in and, and is a, a second or third round pick, but they go to a really good team. Right. And they shine because they've got really good guys around them. And they're okay. You know, I mean, they're, they're above average. And they go out there and they just kill it because they got all these great right. people around them on this team. And then they don't really do anything after, like, year four. Yeah. So you want to know a perfect example of that right now? Uh, for the Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco, seventh-round pick at running back. Three years ago, killing it. You know why? Because they have top-notch everything. Yep. And obviously he had to – that's the difference. So in the NFL, in the NFL, it's not about – it's the little in it's little like intangibles because everyone is so close athletically. It's just the make or break. It could be your attitude, it could be the like what I said, it could doing? it could be the training staff, it could be everything. Right. Those little things are what make the difference. But also if you go to a team that's wins, winning breeds winning, so you're gonna be better no matter what. Well your top teams have got the better coaches. Part of yeah. They got the better coaches. Thank they you, got brother. the better training staff. They got the better everything. Right. Everything. Oh, oh yeah. Because, like I said, winning breeds winning. So you win, and across the board, it happens. We see it at every level of football. Well, and look at with the Lions. Yeah. We got an offensive coordinator that everybody wanted. Right. Everybody wanted for a head coach. He stayed because he knows that he's going to go someplace that isn't very good. Right. It's going to take him a few years to get going. Here, he's got a guaranteed good gig. He's only going to raise his stake. So maybe there needs to be more of that, as we talked about, you know? Like, there's there's definitely some value in that. Like, Oh, for sure. Like, maybe just be, you know, happy where you're at, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm. Okay, I, I got to check my stuff here. All right, check your stuff. Anything good going on? Not not for me at the moment. Oh, that's tough. Thank you, sir. So the place has started to clear out. Am I hearing a siren or is that? It's not in my headphones. No, it's a siren. Yeah. It's the fire whistle. Yeah, something's going on out there. Probably because it's so hot in here. Well, I'm right. probably not going to get the under. Oh, no. You mean the over? Or the over. It's going to be the under. So you're going to get the under. For the hell of it, I threw a boost on that, too. Damn it. Damn it. Well, maybe the offense will open up. Those wings are wonderful. Mm. I like them. 
Although I let them sit too long. They're still warm, but not hot. That's my own fault. I overshot yeah. it. Beer's still cold, though. My onion rings are super crispy. Super crispy. <laughs> so what else can we talk about? Anything else? Mm. I'm sure there is, but you ever bite into an onion ring and you get extra more than you wanted to bite? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's me right now. That's love right there. You're like, mm. Miguel Cabrera's last game uh, of his professional playing career was yesterday. Um, what a great moment for every, all the time. I mean, when they sent him out in the eighth inning to uh, take first base. Yeah. That I, was thought that awesome. was, I thought that was beautiful. Um, getting walked in his last at bet on four straight pitches, kind of chicken shit. But well, all, the whole day. Yeah. Had he not been swinging, he'd have been walked four times. Yeah. Of course. He was trying for something. We love you, Miggy. It was worth every penny, in my opinion. I know a lot of people dogged that contract extension. I got no problem with it. No, it, and it, it was worth every penny for that triple crown year because that was amazing. Well, and and he he's been the face of the organization. We've got some people now there that he can pass the torch to. Right. You know, I hate to say it after uh, like Ordonez and that that whole Pudge era. Rodriguez and Ordonez Pudge, and yeah, know, those guys after Victor, they left. Victor Martinez. Yep. After yep. they after they left and were retired and, and all that. And uh, what I what I really truly hope is that they don't. You know, I'm sick of watching ex Tigers go other places and have just phenomenal. Well, careers. how many? Yeah, how many of like won Super Bowls that went on or Super Bowls World Series? Sorry, I'm watching football and thinking about it at the same time. Like so many of them went on to win the World Series. Like you remember at one point the Tigers and inst- entire starting rotation from. Was it 2006, 2015, 2011? One of those years went on to win Cy Youngs. If they didn't win them with the Tigers, they won a Cy Young after that. Yeah. Even Porcello, fucking Porcello, who was the dog shit fucking fifth starter yep. for the Tigers, went on to win a fucking Cy Young. Which tells us that our pitching coach needs a raise. Right. But, like, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Why, like... What what do we need to do to keep these guys? Right. I mean, I hate to say it. We've had the talent roll through. Right. You know, like you say, Victor Martinez. Um, who, who's some of the other? Uh, Placido Polanco. J.D. Martinez. Yeah, J.D. Martinez. Yeah. You know, I mean, these guys have went on to have then great we let go, yeah. And we let them go, and they excel, and we sit at the basement. Mm. We got to rebuild one of these years. You would think so, and I mean, dear God, their their division is trash. Oh, one hundred percent. I know we were spoiled for a lot of years there, but Mike Illich opened up the pocketbook, said, "Damn the fucking luxury tax! I'm going to pay my our guys. I want a World Series, and damn you, Tigers, for not being able to get them one. I mean, 2006 was a fucking a, what a bitch, right there to to play to be heavily favored against St. Louis, and then. Come out and every single game your pitchers have a fucking throwing error and just blow it in four games. Like heavily favored. Yep. And then the other one was what? I forget what year it was. The, the next one they went to the World Series like, God damn it. God damn it. Well, baseball is 
like I love watching football more than anything. Right. But baseball is my favorite sport. The 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 history of it, the ro- the romantic oh, side same, of it. Oh, same, same. <clears throat> I love baseball. Like and there's nothing better for me. I pattern mowing, mowing my lawn around Tigers games. I throw in the headphones. Mowing my lawn and doing all that stuff takes right. about takes about one game. Mm-hmm. So I will you know, and I, I do it on the weekends generally, or if there's an, an evening game, seven o'clock start or something. Right. And I'll jump on the mower and uh, listen to the game because there's nothing better to me than listening to them. You know, it takes me back to Ernie Harwell and having the the honestly, radio uh, in my bedroom type so of thing. You might be the first. You might be similar to me. The first love is the Detroit Tigers. The Lions are right there too. Oh yeah, Linda. Pistons, like, I could really give a shit less about. But the Red Wings hold near and dear to my heart still, too. You know, like, they, they would if they weren't being, like, trudged through the mud. Right. And I don't like what they've done with hockey. I don't either. They, they've changed, you know, when Darren McCarty was playing and just beating the shit out of people and, you know, you had fighting and you had all this other stuff, it was it was much better. There was, there was a stake to it that there just is not there now. So no, you know, no, there is that. I, I I miss that part of hockey. I still enjoy watching hockey. I just don't follow it like I used to. You know, the, I don't there's, either. There's no rivalries without the fighting. There's no rivalries, and it's it's hard hockey. to get up. It's hard to get up for it. It absolutely is. I you know, agree. You'd watch a, a Red Wings and Devils or a Red Wings and Avalanche game, and you just knew you were in for. You never knew who, knew who was going to win. Or you might see something historical that night, too. Yeah, yeah, but you knew that you were going to see something awesome. Right. So, yeah. Come on, well, you've met Darren McCarty. I've met yeah. Darren McCarty. That guy scored and played one of the greatest Stanley Cup history games in the history of hockey. And you see that dude, and you're just like, what the fuck? But yet, I'd never want to fight him. No, but, oh God, no. no. But remember, he scored the goal that won the fucking Red Wings the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Well, and he, he's a he's a, a decent guy. Oh you know, yeah, we, we actually had him in for a uh, fundraiser for the wrestling team, right? And uh, had a sold out Darren McCarty comedy tour. And the funny part is, is I've watched a lot of other people have them here since, you know, in the area. Yeah, and I mean, we we sold two hundred fifty tickets to that thing, and I, I've never seen any of them go as big. But we we were like the first ones that brought him in. And it was just hugely popular. We we could have sold five hundred tickets to that. Really? And if we didn't already have a deal with the uh, with the golf course to do it there, and I mean, I I borrowed a stage from the school. Right. Two stage sections. We brought that in. Um, I brought in my PA system. You know, it, it was a big deal there, and uh, we had absolutely every seat sold, and everybody showed up. There was not an empty seat in that place. And uh, we thought about moving it to the elementary school gym because we sold out of tickets a month and a half ahead of time. Wow. And uh, he was just, he was extremely gracious. You know, he hadn't been doing it that long right? when we had him in. And just, he's like, this is the best best thing I've ever done. He goes, I never thought coming up here into the thumb really? that it would go over like this. He goes, but this is by far the best thing I've done. That's awesome. And, you know, I'm sure by now he's done many other bigger and better better things, but it was pretty awesome to hear that from him. And he hung out 
you know, it, it was done by about 10 o'clock. He hung out until about 1130, taking pictures, signing autographs. That's so cool. You know, and he didn't and charge. He, he's, he didn't charge. He's, it wasn't like he set up a table and he was and charging he doesn't five dr- bucks. He's, he doesn't drink. He's, no. He's not sober, but he doesn't drink. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, he, he, but, I mean, just super nice drinking guy. drinking was his vice. Yeah. But super nice guy. Yeah. And, you know, we had a comedian that opened up for him. That was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Actually, the guy's on tour right now with, uh, you know, kind of become friends with him a little bit, too. And he's on tour right now with Bobcat Goldthwait. So. Get me in to open up. Who who is going to be doing a couple shows on the pier here soon. So let's hook up with Bobcat. We should. We should. Please. I would be willing to bet. Fly a twock. I'd be willing to bet that we could get him on to, uh, to do some, to do an interview. Let's do it. I'll see if I can't hook something with that. Absolutely, no, no promises, but that's. You know. I love Bobcat, and I want that. Yeah, that would be great. That would be an opus right there. That would be amazing. So, but yeah, you know, we had we, and and this guy was hilariously funny, uh, Dustin Cole. Okay, hilariously funny. I mean, he he travels all over now doing stuff. He was still pretty, you know, he's from Lapeer, still pretty local. What right. he was doing at that point, but. Um, they brought him in and just killed it. He set it up so well. And he did almost an hour before McCarty went on. Really? And then McCarty comes in and he does like two sets. So what does he talk... If you could, if you could explain Darren McCarty's uh, humor to me, what, what, what was it? So it's kind of the storytelling humor. He okay. would tell... He started out and he would talk about like... He talked about some of the funny side of some of his vices and... And some of yeah. the, the things that went on and the grind of things. In the second part of the show, um, and he probably goes he probably goes like forty five minutes and then forty five minutes. The second part of the show he talks about the grind of playing, you know, the yeah. different different people, you know, the the character he paints like a caricature of all these, you know, Patrick Waugh and right. you know, all these uh, all these Claude people. Claude W getting them to turtle and everything else. Exactly. And uh, you know he 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 tells a whole hilarious like the inside track story about that, right? And it, it's it's really good. It, it's really it's fascinating. I'm yeah. sure it is. And and just to to have somebody that did what they did at that level talking about it the way he talks about it was well, pretty amazing. Well, Darren McCarty's considered a world class athlete. He's won championships, and he was responsible for helping win a championship, not just like. Riding the pine, so he's a world class athlete, and he's a big dude. Yeah, oh yeah. Like when I, I have a picture with him, and he looks like he's only a couple inches taller than me. Yeah, but he was kind of slunked over and had his arm around my brother and I, yeah. kind of hunched over to not look, you know, six inches taller than me. Right, right. But I would say he's got to push six four. Yeah, I would say I've heard he's about six three, six four. So yeah. That's crazy. It's re- ridiculous. But it's awesome that he came around here and did this. And I remember that show. And I remember thinking, like, I heard a radio interview with him. And he was gracious about it and happy to be here. And What's he was. What's the dog doing? Cause oh, yeah. What is the dog doing? Because he was just, he hadn't been around before. He was just starting off. And he had gone through everything with his drinking, his recovery, um, he was just grateful and gracious, and I think that's how he is with all the fans. Like, so what was really fucked up is getting, uh, getting like messages from him, like 
via text, like video messages, promos. Yeah. Where he'd sit there and be like, all right, I'm going to do a quick promo for you guys. And then he'd rattle off the promo, like, from his basement sitting in a robe. You right. Know? And uh, I'm getting these things to my cell phone from him. And it was just like... Surreal. That is, that Surreal. Crazy. Yeah. You know. Well, let's give, uh, give him a call. Let's, uh, maybe he'll want to be part of our improv someday. Uh, you know, it, it wouldn't shock me. Let's, that's an idea. You can tell that his his show is semi-rehearsed. Right. You know, he went off on a lot of tangents that night that I don't think, I think just because everybody was so into it. Right. Feeling the, you know, he fed off the energy that the crowd had. Yeah. And uh, like I say, stayed around for an hour and a half afterwards, signing autographs and and just being just being a badass dude. You know, just... So let's see if we can do that again. Let's let's wind it up again. I mean, I don't know. Be awesome. It it was funny because it was a lot less expensive to bring him in than I thought it would be. Really? And I remember when we sat down, we were talking about doing something, and I I had seen that he was doing this over in like uh, Flint area. Yeah. And I'm like, we should check on that and just see how much doing something. I said, because you bring in a celebrity to. You know, small town somebody, around here. Oh, especially absolutely. somebody is. You know, we got the Gordie Howe Arena, especially like a, an area that's so entrenched in hockey as as we are here. Right. You know, people love it, and I'm like, if we can bring somebody like him in, we we will do well with it. And I mean, we made a shit ton of money with that for the for the wrestling uh, program. I mean, it funded us. No, for and I know years. it was legit, and I know he did a good job. It's not like he came here and just like was snobby or pretentious or anything like that. I heard he was. Super gracious, super oh, awesome, yeah. and just yeah, yeah, and, and you know, like I say, you're you're looking at a at a absolute hockey all star, right? That's you know showing showing up his rings to people and stuff like that. I mean, it was just it was just cool. Oh yeah, so cool. And you know, I know those rings that they got aren't near like what a Super Bowl ring is, but they're still pretty huge and pretty. Oh impressive. come on, a Stanley Cup. If I could win, if I could be part of any team to win anything, it would be the Stanley Cup. I'm not going to lie. Now, when I was when I was very young, probably around 11 years old, we we were at uh, we went to a a thing where Alan Trammell was there. Yeah, and he was signing autographs, and we kind of hung back. It was so packed when we first got there, so we kind of hung back and. There was probably only about ten people in line still when when we got up to the table and uh, you know my mom was with me and she's like she goes that's a really nice ring and uh, I'm looking at it and I'm just like wow that that's really crazy and he took it off and let me put it on that's awesome and I mean it was huge it, the yeah. guy's hands were big of course but probably the most impressive one I ever seen was Mike Ditka's yeah you said Ditka's just. These big old I, paws. I shook his hand, and it literally just, you couldn't see my hand anymore. Jesus Christ. And it, it was just crazy how big his hands were. I Ditka. Mean, yeah. And, uh, you know, he he was very gracious, too, although he did shoo us along. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, man, now, now, move along. Because you're just standing there. And come it, on, come on, while we're young. Well, it was funny because Tom Nowatsky was there with him, and uh, at the event we were at, yeah. And, you know, Nowatsky's got a big, gigantic truck place down by Ann Arbor. Right. 
and we were there because we were doing propane vehicles and stuff and he was very interested in that so he's we're talking to him yakking our ear off and dick is like all right come on guys we, we got to get the line moving all right <laughs> you know but we actually went went back and sat down and talked to nowitzki for he should be know, like ditka stay out of this yeah settle down there mike hey ditka you know but we uh we went back and talked to nowatsky for like an hour and yeah ditka came back over where we were talking to him at and said hi and stuff but we didn't really talk to him after that he, he went off with his handlers and settled down ditka. went on to the next thing but yeah nowatsky was a really nice guy i mean yeah it's awesome super bowl four mvp that's kind of elite company to be hanging out with there's a little something something to that isn't there oh yeah now Ditka's ring was much much larger larger than Nowatsky. i can bet Ditka sausage but like Nowatsky was a running back yeah and he was a giant man i mean just giant it's like how in the hell would anybody tackle that right he he had to go six four jesus christ and and was every bit you know at that point i'm sure he was smaller girth wise as a running back but Right. He, he had to be 260, 270. Oh, no thank you. I can't imagine being hit by that. Ugh, gross. So, yeah. All right. We need to get out of this I one. want no part of that. No, yes. me either. Me Ooh. either. Anyway, partial game score looks like second quarter, 10 minutes and 30 seconds left to go. Seahawks lead 7-0. to we'll that, uh, That's a plus. We'll update you on the next episode. On the next episode... But for now, let's get out of here. I'll take another one of these, please. For now, let's get out of here. He's Adam Philkins. I'm Phil Nickel. I think that's been it for this episode. Is that true? Yeah. Holy shit. That doesn't happen very often. Hopefully it was fulfilling for you and fulfilling for everyone. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Listen to our podcast from all of us here at the PNA Podcast Express. Make good choices. Mm-hmm.